The Frequency 49 show is brought to you by the Niner Empire GB. Frequency 49 show. I'm Kat Victorino, and joining me today are Kim Sorensen and Nathaniel James. Good evening, gentlemen. Good evening. Good evening. First, we'd like to start by thanking everyone who donated to the GoFundMe to keep our Podbean license for another year. In just two hours, the Niner Empire GB donated enough to keep us going for another year. This is so exciting. You guys are truly, truly the best group ever. We really appreciate your generous nature, and we would also like to let you know that we're going to keep it open for a little bit for additional donations as we're exploring other mm, possible merchandising opportunities. We'll let you know. But thank you so much from all of us. And now to the game. So, Monday night, the 49ers were in Lambeau Field in Green Bay, taking on the Packers, where unfortunately they lost 30-33. to I found the game very entertaining, I found the game exciting, and I think there were a lot of positives to be taken away. What are your thoughts, guys? Uh, Kim, do you want to go first? Uh, okay, well, absolutely. Uh, I think it was, again, aside from the turnovers, it was pretty much uh, a, a great game for three and a half quarters and um, well I loved <laughs> almost uh, aside from the turnovers and the final result I loved every bit of it I thought when I watched the game the the day after I thought from from the get-go I thought um, Bethard did a really good job I think that he made some really positive passing yardage and it was really it was really encouraging to see i think obviously even myself i think i've i've criticized you know the way that that he's he's played um from pre-season up to now but i i think he, he did really really well and he had a better passer rating than than rogers bethard had 115.3 rogers had 100 100.4 so it it was really encouraging to see and i, I think at times all right, there there were a few mis- mistakes, um, especially uh, right at the end of the game, um, where unfortunately there, there was that um, interception. But I, I thought it was really, really positive to to see the steps that he'd made, and he really did come out fighting and playing. So, yeah, it was good. Um, few mistakes, fumbling mistakes, unfortunately. Two fumbles. Um, yeah, a news check. Bit of a shame, really, because I, I think we were really, and, and, and this is the thing we, we've we've been saying it for the last. Well, I've been saying it for the last uh, two seasons now. But you know, trying to utilize him in the, the the correct positions, and he was. I felt he was being really well utilized in that game. But yeah, such a shame with the, you know the the fumbles um, and Rogers did what Aaron Rodgers does really uh, right at the end yeah and and that's one of the points I made was with with a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers you never give him you know six or seven minutes on the clock and give him ample opportunity to come back because he will beat you every time he's a veteran quarterback he's an elite quarterback you know obvious hall of fame contender possible first ballot 
and he's got the talent around him and he's got the team that's already been built around him whereas we are still in that and i think this is what frustrates me the most with niner fans we're still in that rebuild we're still we don't have every piece of the puzzle that we need and the pieces that we truly needed have been injured so to expect any kind of game like we had on monday that just went way beyond any expectation i had i mean bethard was 16 for 23 245 yards two touchdowns and one int with that passer rating gave him that passer rating that was a really good night for him the problem is you've got aaron Rodgers on the other side 25 of 46 425 yards and two touchdowns no interceptions so um I think we need to remember it's patience. It's brick by brick. We're still rebuilding. It's a total gut. And I'm going to keep saying this and I'm going to beat that horse to death until people get it, I guess. I don't know. But I I was really encouraged by the progress we made. Sure. And and uh, the, the offensive line, people have criticized them so much early on in the season. Uh, pro, foot, pro football focus had both had Staley McGlinchey and Tomlinson all on uh, the team of the week they, they oh, I, I, nice. I I think I think they played their their tails off they yeah, I, I I think they I, I said it last week I, I think some parts of the team are play plays a, a lot better than could be expected at, at this this early in the in the rebuild the, the and the offensive line is is one of the those parts well let's talk about the defense for a little bit because jason argo had asked you know we saw the defensive line playing better without armstead and thomas is this signs of things to come well i i, I thought ronald blair played a, a really good game but i i think uh, thomas played well uh, played a good game as well he he had a at least one important tackle in the Packer backfield, and I, I, th- I think he played a good game. But the the pressure uh, was more uh, was was better when with with Blair on on the field. Absolutely. And I think they, you know, obviously there's, there has been these issues, and uh, as you've already mentioned, Kat, around the, the the you know the people that aren't aren't always available. Those injuries. I guess, in a sense, listening to what what's been stated, and even when you know we we lost J- Jimmy, it, it it is kind of that next next man up mentality, really, isn't it? So, I think obviously, you know, there, there are a few players that that really did play up, and they've got to compete, they, they've got to continue, and yeah, so it it, it seemed to be you know seemed to be re- reasonably well, and it seemed to be working working on the night. Well, and Mark Lyon had asked, who is our defensive coordinator, Sala or Sherman? (laughs) (laughs) I just want to throw that. I thought we needed a laugh. (laughs) What a great question. Is that a great question? (laughs) Um, But he also continues, in the amount of times we've beaten ourselves, we probably should be 5-1 rather than 1-5. For him, the vast majority of the offensive game plan was a joy to watch one of our best performances in years, defensively not so much, which is interesting because I felt it was a better defensive performance last week. So he, his question here is, at what point are serious questions asked of Salah? I, I think that obviously, and I think we were raising it, it's, it's that whether or not 
Sulla's getting that free ride with with uh, with Kyle. It, it's hard to know. We we really don't know what what happens behind the scenes, really, in terms of how everything functions. Uh, we probably have an idea, but yeah, I think obviously, again, seem to be a lot of. There seem to be a few players that seem to be around, but then there are a few players that that haven't been around. So you know, we, we've it's the adjust adjustment around working out who 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 we've got and everything. And I think that obviously it's our second second season with you know with with a reasonably young defense, apart from probably Sherman. But as I say, it's it's an adjustment for for the players, and and for them to kind of get used to get used to the scheme that Salah runs I'd, I'd hope and, and as I, I think I mentioned it um, a few weeks back I'd hope that Shanahan has the confidence to challenge Salah if, if things aren't going correctly um, but all in all when I watched the game on, on Monday I still think that alright there was a, you know there were still a few mistakes but defensively I, I thought they played reasonably well it is going to be, and unfortunately, so there has been notes notes made, and it, as you mentioned, Kat, is a brick brick by brick process, and it is going to take take time. So yeah, we'll just, and it, you know, we've really had some. It, it's not been good luck, unfortunately, this season, but you know, we've just got to stick with it, really. Well, and I I heard an interesting interview with John Clayton. Uh, he was on our local radio sh station here uh, yesterday afternoon when I was driving around. And the point he was making is he, they were talking about the Niners versus the Raiders and how the two teams are going in, in completely opposite directions, even though their record is the same. And um, his point with the Niners was this is definitely a rebuild, but if you're going to do it right, and that's what Kyle and John are trying to do, it's a two to three year process, sometimes longer. And thinking about what he was saying, well, he's right, because if you're doing a full rebuild, you know, you're getting rid of 98% of the team, which they've done, you start you know, pulling in these, these draft picks, you start pulling in these free agents, but you only get so many of each each year. You know, you can't you can't rebuild your entire team in one year and expect to be competitive right away. So, yeah, it, it is going to take two or three drafts, two or three free agency periods to get all the pieces in place that you want. Um, the other point he made was the the players, the key players that Lynch and Shanahan went after and got are in place. A couple of the key ones are injured. Yes. Would things be different if they had not gotten injured? He thinks so. He thinks quite probably we would be five and one. But the mistakes that we're making, if even with those people still healthy and playing, you know, and I'm of course I'm speaking of of Garoppolo and McKinnon, with you know the five, six, seven, eight uh, turnovers against uh, the 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 Cardinals a couple weeks ago, and then the mistakes we made on Monday those mistakes are always going to cost you. So it's quite possible that even if Jimmy were still under center, we'd still be one and five. Yeah, I agree. Uh, we are minus 11 in turnover ratio, if I remember correct. And mm -hmm. even even with Garoppolo and McKinnon and 
And, and some of the others who have has had uh, injuries uh, during the, the first six games of the season, it, it's just very, very difficult to to have a positive record when, when you have that kind of discrepancy. I just wanted to touch on, I think, Kim, you made a really good point about our offensive line. Our offensive line, I, I can't remember where I read, but it is top it's top in the top five in the league at the moment and I think just wanted to touch on the fact that when when CJ had you know had the football at one point they were sort of saying oh he's got so much time that proves you know that giving him that time and everything giving him that that opportunity he, he, he can do it in a sense possibly just as good as you know Jimmy could could so I think it's good to see, you know, we're seeing little little bits, little bits that are happening on the field, um, and it's in a sense being recognised. But yeah, it, it, as I say, as you've mentioned, Cat, going to take time. Going back a few years when we had the, the the dominance of what happened previously, when we, you know, when we were Super Bowl contenders, didn't happen instantly. So Kim had asked in the group, Kim, I'm going to quote you. Should we try to trade for Amari Cooper and or what should we be re- be ready to give? Well, I think it's only fair that Kim answers that question. <laughs> well, well my, my, I, I read some, some at so many fan forums, so I, I thought it would be a, a, a relevant question. I, I, I know uh, the Raiders have have asked for a first round pick and and that that's far far too too high for me. I, I would be willing to to go around the the third round. Uh, we're we're picking uh, as as high as we're picking it. it it's bas- basically it will be a second round pick. Uh, but um, it if if uh, there would be players involved in a trade and as well, it, I I wouldn't go higher than a third third round. Pick no, no matter what, and, and the same goes for uh, the rumors about Patrick Peterson. Um, we 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 need we need the the first and second round picks for for uh, pass rushers in the in the, the draft next year, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm. I just probably look to probably agree with you. To be honest, I I, I think that we've you know we've we've got some we've got got some good wide receivers at the moment i think when i was watching this game on monday i think it's the first time i've actually seen marquise do what marquise does which which is you know really really positive um and even pierre garçon came into the mix and actually played some good football so yeah i think that obviously you're you're right got to keep those first and second round you know first and second round picks for for next year um i'm sure there's going to be some really obviously like there is that like there always is in the draft i'm sure there's going to be some real prospects that are going to come through um when you know when we get get round to the draft but you know as i say we need to kind of focus on what what we've still got so many games left to play so it's you know we've got to focus on the season right now unfortunately um so yeah, yeah. Well, and we're not we're not going to be a playoff team. It's just not going to happen. And the price that they're asking for either of those players is beyond what the team should be willing to give. 
That's my opinion. Um, Mark Kant, love you, Mark, because you and I are on the same page with this question because I was thinking basically the same thing. Are we a cold weather team playing at home in a hot weather stadium? This was the most energetic, least lethargic I've seen this team this year so far, and it was at Lambeau. I, I think we are a young team. I, I think it's uh, the youth of the team um, that that is the deciding factor here. I, I think they are just kind of feeding off each other, and they they don't care if it's cold or hot or or whatever. But if, I th I think we have played reasonably well uh, during history in cold weather conditions. I think. Obviously, you know, there's a, there, there was that, you know, that last game that we we played when we went to, um, well, not that last game, but the last game where we were where we were a competitive football team, and we managed to get through to the next round of the finals, beating the Packers. But I think, again, I think I agree with with Kim. I think that it's going to take, you know, and it is going to take time. But looking at what at an, an interview that George Kittle had given. He said that he was just they were just going to go out and play and play like they really wanted to play which you know and he he had a good game as well which was good and I think I think even from Shanahan's perspective he instilled that he wanted the the guys to go out and play play confidently and play to the to the level that he knows that they are capable of um so it was good you know, it was good to have that, but I think you know, even at the end of when even the post-game conference, the post-conference press conference, he he was really um, upset, which is understandable because they had played a really good game of football, and he obviously wanted that you know that W really really bad, and he wants the guys to have that confidence to have that. And Martin asks, Martin Hughes asks. We're, we're talking about the play in the fourth quarter. There was like seven minutes left. Do you think we should have gone for the first down when we were fourth and one? We were still leading at that point. And I think strategically it's not wise because I believe the field position would have given, if we had not made it, it would have given Green Bay a, a terrific advantage, not that they needed it. I think at at the time with, with us in, in the lead, uh, again, if... I think we played the field position as well. I think we we I think we 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 did the right thing then. Yeah, I I don't know what we we weren't we weren't really up by by many points at that at that stage. I think stage, we were still we? open. I think we were still up by seven at that point, if I remember right. Okay. Yeah. Well, from that strategical perspective, yeah, probably made sense to to you know to to keep to to not play that four from one position. So yeah. Now, if we had been behind at that point or tied, I think that's when you go for it for sure. Granted, I always want them to go for, for it on fourth and one just because it makes the game exciting, but that's me. Um, but it is, I mean, you really, you do need to play the game of strategy. Um, I was a little disappointed, no defensive uh, uh, pick six for me. I was just a little heartbroken there. <laughs> uh, okay, so here's the big question. From the boss man, Deepak Gohill. Is it too simplistic to blame the refs for that horrible call, or do the answers lie on the sidelines wearing the headphones? 
discuss. Is it coaching? I, I, I don't think it I don't think it purely comes down to coaching. Um sorry Dipak. I think that obviously, you know, I prior to actually um coming on tonight I, I watched um a um post game interview with um Sher with Sherman um regarding the game and everything. He said that obviously he play they, they play the game, the rules get called. Fortunately that's just part of the game. So yeah, I, <laughs> I know he's not your your most favourite um, player, um, Dipak. Sorry about that, but I yeah, <laughs> I think you, you know just one of those things. Caught up the moment, play happened. Fortunately, it's football goes on. I I definitely think the Sherman play really was. I mean, it was a fair play. You know, it was a fair call in terms of the the penalty. He was all over the receiver like he always is, and. Personally, I would rather him be all over the receiver and try to prevent the play as much as possible, even though it might give them a first down. You know, it, it just goes to show he's still got gas in the tank and he's, you know, he's a gamer. I, I, I agree totally. Uh, he has maintained a very high level of, of, of game uh, after the injury. So it, it was... Actually, it's amazing. We only had two penalties in the whole in in the entire game. It just it it just sucks at, that it the, that we get a flag at that time. It was a fair call, which is a shame for sort of Sherman because usually he's he's quite well. I I think he's quite calm and level headed when it comes to those you know positions and those plays and those that that time and everything and. You, you've seen it before when he used to play for the Seahawks. He, you know, he, he, there was almost a, a calm approach to, to, to when he was playing. Um, but yeah, just as you mentioned, Kim, what a shame. But anyway, move on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and on, on one more note about the coaching in general, I think the game plan was much better for this game. And obviously the execution was way better. Um, I'm kind of thinking that fourth quarter meltdown, that may have been more of a the coaching staff playing it safe and let's just try and run out the clock. And obviously you can't run out the clock if you don't move the chains. So hopefully they've learned something from that and can adjust their, their place accordingly or their game plan accordingly as time goes on. <clears throat> so we did sign a quarterback this week, you guys. Yeah, I read about that. <laughs> we we signed Tom Savage. Um, what do we think about that? I, th I think um, it's not going to be... I, I don't think we're going to be changing Bethard. I, I think, obviously, he's used to um, Kyle's uh, scheme and everything offensively. Um, I think this is just about having a backup um, instead of Mullins, really, um, should the worst thing happen and we actually lose... Um, Touchwood, we don't, but you know, but we lose Bethard as well. So, where's the wood? Touching wood, touching wood. I, I am touching wood. I'm touching the wooden desk that's <laughs> that's that the, the computer sat on. So, well, you know, obviously, you know, should 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 something happen, I think obviously he's going to be that. He's he's you know a veteran. Um, he, he's he's been around, you know, in the league for, for quite some time. So, yeah, I I think that's the you know that's the that's my thoughts in terms of what what happens i don't think he's going to i think he's only a short short term sort of solution really because of all the bad luck that we've had i yeah i, I don't think I, I think that's the that's the 
um, thought process um, in terms of why Lynch has bought, you know, Lynch and possibly Shanahan have bought him in. Um, yeah, Kim, what's your thoughts? I, I agree totally. When I, I saw that we, we signed him, I was uh, thinking back to the play where Bethard uh, ran and dove uh, headfirst. Well, we, Bethard just has that, that kind of game where we unfortunately might lose him again with an injury. And, and Mullins, I, I, don't, I just don't, don't see him being ready. So we... It's just in just in case we need someone with a bit of experience, uh, Savage will have no bearing on the the future of the team otherwise. Well, I, as much as I appreciate their gamer sense and that drive to to make a play at all costs, I really wish they'd stop diving head first. I wish they'd slide like they're supposed to, and if they do get hit, then we get a first down. So. That's just where my mind goes. Okay, so this week, looking forward, uh, Sunday, we've got the Los Angeles Rams coming to Levi Stadium for a 125 start. Um, guys, the Rams are currently the number one ranked offense in the league with the number one ranked rushing offense. Can we rain on their parade? Kim, do you want to go first? <laughs> 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 it will be very, very difficult. Um, again, we—I we, believe we have the third, the third high, highest rated uh, rushing attack. So, well, it, it might ju- just be Breda versus Gurley all all day long. Um, I think we can keep it close, and well, knock on wood, if if we finally get a turnover. Or win the turnover battle. We 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 might we we, we might actually win it, but uh, it's sadly I I think they are they are too good at this moment. They're certainly on a streak. Yes, that's for sure. And currently, Los Angeles has got a total yardage of four hundred and sixty-four point three per game. We're averaging three hundred and eighty-one point eight yards per game. But if once you break it down, we actually are really close in numbers. Um, maybe not as close as we could be, but average yards per play, 7.2 for the Rams, 5.9 for us. You know, 5.9, that's still two downs to get another first. 45% third down efficiency for the Rams, 38% third down efficiency for the Niners. And we've improved our third down efficiency in the last game. So possibility of us continuing to improve? I'm mm. grasping at straws, guys. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess if if they can come with the same, you know, kind of confidence, um, you know, momentum, um, and if they can come with that, that spirit that we that they had last last game in, into going it like George Kittle said if you know we've just got to play then I, there's no reason why they can't compete in this game I I think you know obviously the Rams they've got very very good you know they are good offensively as you've just mentioned you know we're going to have to make sure um, defense are going to have to step up we really don't want to have those mistakes that happened with regards to and you know penalties ha- weren't weren't an issue really in the last game but 
you know that there were still two penalties so from from perspective of you know we don't want the mistakes around kind of fumbling i just hope and we we have home field advantage i'm not sure whether that means anything we you know i don't know whether we've got any uh, do we have any any injuries prior to this this game that you you are aware of any, any yeah week seven has not been posted yet um they did this to me last week where we did not get the status of our players until uh right before the game basically uh, we did we didn't have any significant injuries on on monday did we i don't remember any i think we actually played a pretty solid game and and were able to stay pretty healthy we, we might be without trent taylor and who was it? Uh, and Pettis is probably still out. But but if that is uh, the two biggest injuries we have, then we 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 should be be competitive. Well, if yeah, and if Keys can have a good game, if you know the receivers can have a good game, and the and the the running backs can have a good game and, and break free and get down the field, you know, maybe we can pop the balloon. I think that when I was watching um, a bit of the, um, the 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 Broncos game um, last week against the Rams, I was watching the highlights. There were some opportunities where I thought, okay, maybe we can get you know Marquise to be that deep threat that he was, you know, um, against when when he was playing against Green Bay. So yeah, why why not? Why not? Why not get you know if he can do what he does usually, and we we, we saw it a lot, you know, kind of a lot last year. I don't think he had one one bad game. Unfortunately, he's had the uh, issues with regards to injuries and everything else. But, you know, aside from that, yeah, I don't see why, you know, why he can't be, you know, play that deep threat position. I do. Do I think do I think that we're, we're going to win offensively? I think, ugh, you know, Robert Robert Woods and Brandon Cooks have combined for 1029 receiving yards and four touchdown four touchdowns. So, yeah, but, but going to be a bit difficult, I think, this week. Um, I think that obviously, looking at the, at the players that they've got, obviously they've got Gurley. Um, he's having a, uh, you know, another breakout year. Going to be a real struggle. I think there's going to be a few more weapons that you know our defense are really going to have to step up and be aware of, um, if you like, because obviously with a number one offense makes a bit more of a difference. So. Yeah, it will just have to. It will be dependent on what team we see on on Sunday. Um, but let's hope we see the same team that you know played against Green Bay. And right now, the Forty ers are eleven point underdogs. Ouch! Do we have any predictions for this game? What were the What were they last time round though? What were the for What were they against the Packers? Yeah, for the Packers. Uh, it was like a. Nine and a half. So there's not much in it, really, if you think about it. Yeah, look how um, that turned out. <laughs> <laughs> but nobody, nobody, not even myself, I would have thought straight away I'm on the pick six, and we will get onto the pick six in a minute, folks. But uh, <laughs> the, you know, straight away I was like Packers, they're winning this. Which obviously, you know, Aaron Rodgers, being Aaron Rodgers, d doing what he did, he, you know, he did. But I, no, I think. If if they can go and go in with the right mindset, like they did against Green Bay, no reason why they can't compete. Absolutely. So, do you want to go over the pick six? 
Shall I? Yeah. Shall I? Because we have touched on it, haven't we? So, uh, pick six this week. Jimmy Brewster. When are you coming on the show, Jimmy? <laughs> <laughs> um, you went from fifth place to first. You'd got the highest score this week of five. And Steve Gushman, um, congratulations. You also had uh, a high score of five this week. James Waters, um, you narrowly avoided a donut this week by being the only one one to guess the score correctly. So uh, well done. Well done there, James. Um, so yeah, season leaders, um, Jimmy, well done. Sure, you're going to have a few more of those um, bottles of beer that I see on Facebook. <laughs> Mark. <laughs> Mark Gaunt, uh, you're 24. Mark uh, Leon, you're uh, also got 24. So joint joint second. Cat. Hello. You've you've got 23. <laughs> Sneaking up on y'all. <laughs> and Roy Roy Bennett, you're you're also uh, joint third with uh, 23 as well. I, I don't know where I am. I'm not having the very. I'm not having a very good year. Kim, where are you? Do you know where you are? Oh, um, I forgot to to make my picks back in in week two, and oh, no. and and I I, I play in uh, seven fantasy football leagues and has two two pick in uh, leagues in, in in Denmark. So I just decided to to drop out. I do want to give a shout out to Simon Holdsworth. I believe he also has 23 on the year. Um, and then after that, it goes to the 22s. So well done, Simon. All right. I have two minutes on the clock. Are we ready to run the two-minute drill? Uh, yeah. Go. So. And here we go. Nathaniel, does the acquisition of Savage from the, Saint, from the Saints suggest that they don't trust the backup to CJ? I... Yeah, I think it's just the fact that they don't believe that he has the correct amount of experience just yet. Okay. Kim, does the 30 points put on the Packers mean we're not that bad at offense? We, we are pretty good at offense. Okay. Nathaniel, we gave up some big plays in the fourth quarter. Bad scheming or bad players? Yeah, probably bad execution. Don't think it was anything down to, to, to the players. Inexperienced team. Give them some time. Come on, folks. We're, we're only in our second year. Kim, is Goodwin going to show his real potential now? I sure hope so. I, I think he, if, if he keeps injury free, uh, I, I think he, he, he has a really good opportunity to. Nathaniel, did you agree with the call on Sherman, bearing in mind the ball wasn't even thrown? I, it's hard to know, really, because I, I don't think, and as I say, I, I, unfortunately, I didn't watch the whole game, so I, I didn't see what, what the play was. Um, I, I, I guess I'm just going to go with the diplomatic answer that Sherman gave and say, unfortunately, that's football, folks, and that's <laughs> the play that was called. Uh, Kim, DeForest Buckner got to Rogers, and barring penalty on Sherman would have had two sacks. Is our pass, sh pass pressure showing signs of life? I would love to say yes, but I need to see more. Okay, and we are out of time. There is one question he, he put here that I would like to actually answer, or have you guys answer for me. Were you impressed with Bethard's performance Monday night? Yes. Oh, absolutely. I was too. Who's going to win this week, guys? 
I, I, unfortunately, I think we, you know, we might have a competitive close game, but I'm I'm thinking probably the Rams are going to have this one uh, this week, just because of you know, just because of how they're playing and the team that they, just the, the team that they ha- have around them. So yeah, I'm probably going to say it's going to be something like uh, thirty to twenty. 24, I reckon, or something like that. Well, I, I had the 31-28 in, in favor of the Rams, sadly. I, I think we can play them pretty close. I, I, I believe the, the game against the Packers has shown that we can move the ball on, on pretty much anyone. And and the, the, the offensive line and, and Breda together is a really good match. And I think I, I think I agree with you guys. I think it's going to be a close game. Uh, I think it's going to be a Rams win. And I, I am pretty confident that we're going to actually get up there in the 30s and, and maybe higher, maybe. Um, but I think the, the Rams will win out 41 to 38. <laughs> so that's our show for this week. Thanks to Audionautics.com for the music. As always, thanks to our crew, Mark Lyon, Mark Kant, Andrew Mitchell, Neil Jepson, Deepak Gohill, Paul McDonald, James Little, Simon Holdsworth, Nathaniel James, Rob Newell, and Graham Ross for all the work they do in the group and on the show. Apologies if I continue to miss anyone. Please let me know. If you would like to get involved with the show, just let us know. You can message any of the admins in the group. We are always looking for members to appear on the show. Or if you would just rather contribute content, please let us know. But we really would love to have you on the show. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Niner Empire GB. And on Facebook, search for the group, the Niner Empire GB. Be sure to check out the Frequency 49 blog, which is also posted on Podbean or your favorite podcast site. You can also email us at Frequency49show at gmail.com. Time to say goodbye, boys. Goodbye, everyone. Enjoy this week. I hope it's not going to be too bad. Yeah, goodbye. <laughs> On behalf of Kim Sorison and uh, Nathaniel James, I'm Catherine Carino. <laughs> I almost forgot who I was. <laughs> <laughs> I've been your host. You've been the audience. That's for Paul. We'll be back next week. Thanks for listening. Goodbye for now. <laughs>